Welcome to The Gathering Podcast. The Gathering is the young adult service that meets at Cottonwood Creek Church in Allen, Texas on Monday nights. You can connect with us by texting GATHERING to 77978. That's GATHERING to 77978. We hope you enjoy today's message. There have been um, all kinds of stuff coming out of uh, the Ukraine and out of Russia and just Europe in general. And so what that kind of stirred in me was some uh, anxiety and a little bit of fear of, you know, seeing all over social media the questions of um, what does the future hold for the world? Are we going to World War III? What does this mean for the economy? You know, all these questions start building up. And so I've got that going on all over my Twitter feed, and I'm trying to prep for this, and the Lord very kindly started reminding me of the beauty of prayer and the beauty of uh, what His Word tells us on the subject of prayer. And so tonight, um, we're going to pivot a little bit. We are going to finish up Foundation next week, um, and it's going to be great, and I want you to join us for that. But for tonight, we are going to be answering just a couple different questions on the concept of prayer. And so four questions for us tonight, and the first one is simply this, is when should we pray? When should we pray? And here's what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be made known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so this question that we get of, well, when should I pray? And the answer we get from Scripture is in those moments of anxiousness and fear. So whether that's the situation happening on the other side of the world right now, which I have uh, some friends of mine who have both family and like ministry friends and pastors and families that are in the Ukraine right now, and one of the beautiful stories I heard out of it was a uh, Saturday. Um, one of my friends was talking to this pastor and he posted the screenshot of a conversation going, talk to, you know, what does his weekend look like? And he said, well, uh, he's preparing for his sermon. This is Saturday night. He's preparing for his sermon. And Sunday morning, he's going to wake up. And after that night, if he gets to his church, if it's still standing, they're going to have services. And I was sitting there going, what a Saturday night decision. Like sometimes we revisit due to the weather. Um, but the truth that we see is when we pray, it's in all circumstances. It's in those moments when fear and anxiety would tend to build up within us, whether that's the situation on the other side of the world or whether that has something to do with a job or a family dynamic or a relationship going on. All those moments that we tend to find ourselves worrying and stressing and being confused about, that's when Scripture would encourage us, that's the moment you should be praying. That's the moment that you bring those requests before God. Why? Because the promise we get is the God of peace will guard your heart and mind. That we see that God is in the business of caring for those as we come to him. So we pray in times of anxiousness, fear, and stress. Here's the next question we get to is how should we pray then? So if we know that, okay, so when these situations happen, I know I need to pray but how do I do it then? Um, I'll never forget, I was, uh, when I was in high school, I was on a mission trip, and there was this one guy, 
I'm trying to remember his name. Brandon. That's exactly who it was. It was Brandon. And so there's about 40 of us students, and we're getting ready to have dinner. And we're all gathered up. And they ask Brandon to pray before we eat. And so Brandon gets up there in front of like 40 of us. And Brandon was like two years older than me. He gets up, he goes, God, you know, amen. And I'm sitting there going, you can pray like that? And then I had leaders in the back going, don't you ever do that again. Um, But the truth is, I think back and sometimes there is that reality of there are moments when we are able to pray that prayer because there's not words for it. But the beautiful thing is this question was asked during Jesus' ministry. And in Matthew 6, here's how he answers this. He says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And depending on your church background, um, that prayer also would have been ended with, for yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. But the beautiful thing we get from this prayer that Jesus gives us is a couple things, and we're not going to unpack all of this. I'm just going to look at two specifically when it comes to how we pray. And the first one is we see Jesus, how he starts his prayer of our Father in heaven. That when we pray, we acknowledge who God is. That he is our Father. He is all loving. He cares for you and me. But we get that other phrase, in heaven. And we're reminded of the holiness and the power of our God. Our God is not just some genie in the bottle we get to pray to. He's not Santa Claus with a wish list. He is the creator, almighty God. Yet, we get to call him Father. We get to call him Dad. We get to come to him with our needs, but being reminded of the reverence and power that he holds which then when we get into that next verse of your kingdom come, your will be done. What Jesus models for us in prayer is a reminder of we want to be about the business of being in God's will. Later on in the gospels, when Jesus is in the garden and he is about to be taken away and crucified, he's sweating blood and he's praying. Right at the end of that, he gets in this conversation with the father and he goes, God, if there's any other way to go about this, let's do it. But not my will, but yours be done. What Jesus models, models for us is this idea of we want to be about the will of God and praying for that end. That on earth, as the people of God, we would do things that would see the kingdom of God come here and now. And how that works is in how we pray, what we pray about, and the overflow of our actions from that. But the one other thing we see from Jesus' prayer specifically we want to look at tonight is that very last part of, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so I love when Scripture kind of answers itself throughout, right? There's this beautiful thing of letting Scripture interpret Scripture. When we see Jesus giving that portion of, but deliver us from evil, the cool thing is, is that the hearers didn't know it yet, but the one speaking deliver us from evil is the one who had come to deliver them from the evil of sin and the captivity that it puts on people. In the same way, when you and I read it, 
and we're asking to be delivered from evil, there's the beautiful thing that Jesus has delivered us from the evil of sin and the captivity that that puts us in. But even more so when we pray for the deliverance from evil, it's looking ahead to what scripture would talk about in Revelation of a new day when there's a new heaven and a new earth. And we've talked about this before, right? It's that idea that there's gonna be no more death and no more pain, that every tear will be wiped away. And that's the deliverance that we pray for that will come. So we pray in seasons of anxiety and stress, and we model that by being reminded of who our God is and what both he has done and will do, which leads us then to our third question, which is why why should we pray? And I get this question a lot because we believe that our God is all-knowing and all-powerful, right? And so what happens is going, well, if God is all-knowing and all-powerful and he already knows, thinking back to my friend Brandon who goes, God, you know, well, if he already knows, then what's the point? Why should we pray then? Here's what we get from Peter in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him. Catch this, because he cares for you. So the reason that we pray, the whole point of it, is it's a conversation with the God of the universe. And you and I, as the children of God, get invited to talk to him as his children, and he wants to hear from us. Why? Because he cares. Because he loves you. Because he paid a price for you to be in relationship with him, and he doesn't want you to be left on do not disturb. Right? There's a conversation going on, and he wants to be a part of it. He knows what's happened in your life, but he wants to hear it from you. And also, one of the things that... um, I think we find ourselves guilty of often in prayer is when we do pray, we end up making it very one way, right? I'm going to, God, let me tell you everything that's going on. Here's my checklist. Here's my needs. Okay, call you next time when there's another crisis. What we don't often do in prayer is we don't sit and listen. Prayer is a conversation. And part of the conversation is being quiet enough to let the other person speak. And as the children of God, our Father wants to speak to us. And not just collectively of like, because we do, we have scripture, right? And the beauty of it, it's for all of us. There's also reality that God personally wants to speak to each of us individually because of the situations or circumstances we find ourselves in. So we pray in difficult seasons. We pray by being reminded of who God is and what he's done, and we do it because he cares. But then comes our last question then is, well, then what should we pray? What should we be praying for then? Is it just simply being reminded of who God is? Is it stuff that we want? How do we pray then? Here's what we get from Paul in the book of Ephesians. Chapter 3, verse 20 says this, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, which I just love thinking about that sometimes, right? The God who does more than we can imagine. There's that question of, you know, can God make a rock that he cannot lift? Like things like that of, no, the one who is abundantly more 
in all things, beyond our imagination, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So what we pray is we pray for God to do more. We pray for God to do more than we can think or imagine, right? Oftentimes on our own, we come up with these solutions to the problems that we have. Well, if this would happen here and here and here, this will fix it. The beautiful thing is instead, God's inviting us to say, no, just pray for me to be God. And let me blow your mind with what I can do and with what I want to do. Because in the Gospel of John, Jesus says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest, have joy to the complete. And what we get from John is also this moment in discussing prayer going, till now you haven't asked for anything, but if you ask, I'll give it that your joy will be complete. And I want to be careful when I say that because Some of us, we get the idea of joy and happiness mixed up and go, a Lamborghini would make me very joyful. No, it wouldn't make you happy, and then you've got to start paying taxes on it, and then you're not happy. But the truth is we pray for things in lining up with God's will to bring us joy. And what ultimately brings us joy is more of him, of seeing our God in action. And so in thinking about the conversation of prayer, I think it's a little hypocritical to just get up here and talk about prayer and then just go, okay, let's worship and then go. So what I want to do, Joseph is going to come back up and just play for a couple minutes. And what I want you guys to be able to do is for us to just be able to have a space and a moment to pray. Not in just a place of, oh, we you know pray right before we eat or like, oh, it's a transition of in a time of worship of, oh, someone prays right before song or teaching. No, like, I want us to actually be able to take time to pray with whatever that situation is that comes to your mind, whether it's whether you might be like me and you might be thinking about the other side of the world. Some of you might be thinking about work tomorrow. There might be a relationship or a decision coming up that is just overwhelming your mind and heart. And what I want to do is for us to have a space to go before God with it and pray for God to do what only he can do. So Joseph's just going to play quietly for a little bit, but I just want to give you guys a few minutes just at your tables to pray. We're going to go on to table conversations later, but just take the next like three to five minutes and spend time in prayer.
thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you have done in our lives, both what we know that you've done and the things that you've done behind the scenes in our life. But right now we bring our anxieties, we bring our worries, we bring our concerns, we bring our struggles and our failures and we leave them at the cross of Jesus Christ. We celebrate that you are a God who loves and cares for us. Meaning the only response we have left is just to say thank you and to declare how much we love you and are grateful for you beyond words. Thank you for hearing us and inviting us to draw near to your throne in times of need. It's in the beautiful and powerful name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Gathering Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to get connected with us, text GATHERING to 77978 or follow us on Instagram at cottonwood underscore YA. That's cottonwood underscore YA. We'll see you next time.